0: Welcome. Okay, (laughs) leave it in. (laughs) Welcome back to this. This is the same as you did here just a second ago. I don't know what's wrong. (laughs) Welcome back to this week in film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? It's going great, Nick. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I've seen two movies this week. Indeed. I've seen one. Oh, all right. Uh, Movies that I've seen this week are... I watched The Martian. Nice. And... And, uh, Replicas, which is that Keanu Reeves movie that no one saw.
1: Huh. Uh, yeah. Do you mean The Replacements?
0: No. No, that movie was good. <laughs> Did that have Diane Lane in it? Uh, no. It okay. had some other lady.
1: Attractive female. Okay. Yeah. Uh... W- that's a digression anyway. I saw... <laughs> <laughs> I also saw a Keanu Reeves movie. I saw John Wick, Chapter 2. Oh, okay. Very cool. In preparation and hopes for seeing John Wick, Chapter 3.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm hoping to see that too, but it's probably not going to happen while it's in theaters.
1: Apparently the uh, box office on these movies just keeps climbing, but anyway... Yeah.
0: We'll get there. The third one, third one, they say the third one is the best one. And we're there. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Well, I guess I'll start. Sure. With, with, uh, uh, should I talk about The Martian or Replica? I'll save replicas for that. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, I I think The Martian's come up on here before, so why don't you do that one first?
0: Yeah, so I watched The Martian. Uh, I was inspired to watch it after last week's, what do you call it? What was that? Arctic? Apollo 11? Oh, the, no, oh, oh. that uh,
1: the movie Arctic. Oh, you were trying to watch The Martian by smushing those two other movies together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie's great. I love this movie. I've read the book. I love the book. I read the book for this in a day and a half. Wow. And. Uh, Yeah, it was great. Well, I was on a plane for like four hours and read like a three quarters of it on the plane and then when I was flying back I finished it. But um it's a great book. Um it's a great movie. Uh directed by Ridley Scott. It stars Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, Jeff Daniels, and a bunch of other people. This is a uh Basically, if you haven't seen The Martian, it's the story of Matt Damon who gets stuck on Mars. <laughs> he gets stranded on Mars after his his team thinks uh, his team of astronauts uh think he's dead and they have to leave in the middle of a storm. And the next morning, he's still alive and they've already left the planet. So it's basically the story of Matt Damon trying to survive on this uh, inhospitable world. And it's great. It's really good. It's a great movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is really good. I agree with you on all of those fronts. And I think Uh, one of the things that's most enjoyable uh, enjoyable about it is that the character's got such a different attitude than most people in like survival dramas or really yeah. any sort of like drama, um, yeah. He's just like a like he does get genuinely frustrated at points in time, um, uh, but he just has this like, and now I've got to work with that kind of attitude, yeah. and it just keeps him going, and it makes the movie a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, he's uh he's great. I think Matt Damon was perfectly cast uh as this character and he does such a a good job that it's it's i don't think he was up for any kind of awards for it and that's disappointing because he was he was terrific uh i don't know if i mentioned it but the movie is directed by ridley scott and uh it's one of the better movies ridley scott has directed in recent years yeah which is which is good like you said, like the guy has such Matt Damon has such like a positive attitude and, and even when things go to hell on him, he's like, he has those moments where he's like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say negative when he's negative, but, but when, when things go bad, he like reacts. Like there's this one moment where something terrible happens and he has to like go hide in, in the Rover that he has there. Yeah. And he just like, he gets ready to contact NASA about it, and then he he uh he like hesitates and then he just starts punching the ceiling like, God damn it, god damn it. And uh it's just like a powerful moment. Like the guy the guy's so positive and then this terrible thing happens and then he he reacts like that. You're like, oh man, he must be really upset. And uh and then like two scenes later, he's back to his normal what what do you call it? Where where you're where you're joking around a lot.
1: Like attitude, demeanor.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And he uh like the movie is shot basically from the point of view of uh for the most part of these GoPros that NASA has set up all over uh the the equipment that they have. And he just basically talks to the camera the whole time because they're supposed to be journals and he's got no one else to talk to. So he just kind of talks to the camera documenting what he's been doing, because if he dies, at least there's a record of it. And, and if he survives, then there's an, you know, still a record of it. And uh, there's more
1: evidence of things that he says once he's gotten back.
0: Yeah. There's one great moment where uh late in the movie where he's talking about how he everywhere he goes on this planet he's the first man to do it. Like he's the first man to climb this hill, he's the first man to cross this uh ravine. And uh and it's great. It's just so good. It's so entertaining and much <laughs> like much like Apollo 13 Um, This movie is a real – it really shows the triumph of the the human spirit, Um, how like when when groups of people come together with a a singular goal, how they can accomplish the seemingly impossible. And also like Apollo 13, there's no real bad guy in this movie. It's really just fate working against Matt Damon and – uh, many of the other characters, uh, like at one point they go to send Matt Damon, this uh, rocket filled with supplies to like last him until a uh, another Mars mission can can make it out there to rescue him. And the that rocket explodes and it explodes on takeoff because they were rushing it so hard that they didn't go through all the safety checks. Mm hmm. And, and it's just like, of course it blew up, you know, like it's what, uh, how disappointing is that? But like, it didn't blow up because people were, were cutting corners to save money or anything. They were cutting corners to save this guy's life. If they, if they didn't do that, Matt Damon was going to run out of food before they could ever get to him. And it's just, it's just so, so good like that there's nobody like jeff daniels i guess you could say is the main antagonist but like all the decisions he makes are he makes these decisions that are difficult but he makes them to for the sake of nasa where where like they decide to not tell the crew of the of the the astronauts that that left Matt Damon behind they they decide not to tell them that Matt Damon's alive because space travel is dangerous and they have another 9 months to their journey that they need to concentrate on
1: yeah he they they he makes decisions based on reason and logic and concern for the people versus like you know Mr. Burns sort of like finger tapping excellent kind of like yeah you know evil doing stuff
0: yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's refreshing to have a movie like that where where like the the antagonist of the movie is just fate and and the protagonists are all working against it, which is uh it's it's not done very often and it's often not done this well. There's a high school so, teacher
1: in my head going, "It's man versus nature."
0: That's yeah, the all theme. Right. <laughs> is it an English teacher? Yes, I can't remember her name.
1: Oh no, I was thinking Mr. Grace. Although you're thinking of Miss Kanzano, I think
0: mm, that doesn't sound. I never had Miss Kanzano. You didn't? Think. I don't. Yes, think you so. did.
1: You were in my class. Who
0: did we, who did we have senior year? Miss <laughs>
1: Kanzano. She's the best oh, teacher oh, I've goodness. ever had in my life. Yeah, I don't remember her name. <laughs> well, well, you know it now. <laughs> I don't know. If yeah, okay. That
0: means you can remember it, but that's it yeah that was the, <laughs> that, that class was was great yeah shout out um, to
1: miss Canzano.
0: I learned so much about the about the play like we did like a deep dive on um was it Macbeth and we so. discussed and uh I st- like I was totally into it, and I still failed that test <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she wasn't uh she wasn't an easy teacher, but she didn't like insult anybody for doing badly in her class either no um yeah, and they're – well we'll t- talk more offline but um yeah, no awesome teacher, awesome class uh wish I could do it again i would- t- yeah. I would totally go back and relive well, I'd relive senior year of high school anyway. <laughs> That's probably the best year ever, but um, but yeah, no, I, I, everything about that class was great. Even when I didn't like the the books or the stories, like when we did Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, I really did uh-huh. not enjoy Frankenstein. Um, but still a great great class talking about it. And,
0: yeah, um, man. the only reason the only reason that I was able to pass that class is because we worked together on the uh, vocabulary vocabulary quizzes. (laughs) Yeah. She had like a vocabulary quiz every week. And that was the only reason I was able to pass that class was because, because otherwise it would not have worked out for me.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think, Uh, I think a lot of people somehow managed to get a D at the end of the year, even if they didn't have a D throughout the
0: year. Oh, yeah. I th- I th- Just I th- seniors.
1: I th- yeah, I think I think that's where her, uh, her kindness was. She's like, yeah, yeah, you didn't do well enough, but it's a tough class. And, you know, I'm a nice I person. Don't, I don't want to see you next year. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but she had a huge crush on Antonio Banderas. She would, re- she would refer to it very often, and it was always funny. And it wasn't like creepy or anything. <laughs> oh man, miss that teacher. All right, so the Martian. Hey, good job telling about telling us all about the Martian without spoiling
0: the part with the aliens too, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: um Hey wait,
0: in the, go ahead. In the Mar- you know what's funny is that when they were first making that movie, like I read an article about um about that Ridley Scott was making this movie called The Martian. And I hadn't heard of the book and I hadn't read it, of course. And all I could think was, oh, Ridley Scott's making another alien movie on a different planet. And this time Matt Damon is involved. And then I learned more about the movie and I went, oh, The Martian refers to Matt Damon because he lives there now. Right uh,
1: what a surprise,
0: yeah, <laughs> but, I, but like for a good two or three months, I was like looking forward to more information about Ridley Scott's alien movie that takes <laughs> place on Mars.
1: yeah, it's just a xenomorph, yeah, hanging out trying to trying to plant some potatoes <laughs> yeah
0: um you know, the other thing about the Martian that's great is that you really believe that Matt Damon is on. Mars. Oh yeah. Uh, like I mean I'm, I'm sure it was shot in Arizona or something where 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 it just looks like Mars anyway. But there's not a moment when you're with Matt Damon that you that you question, "Hey, where is this?" Yeah, you never it's, feel like you're on a
1: set or something.
0: Yeah, like it feels like he's on a different world, which is a credit to the filmmakers to uh really immerse you in the moment yeah and to
1: whatever degree it's like cgi it's not it's not easy to see yeah.
0: yeah like there's this one there's this one moment where he finds this old martian probe and he, he's like trying to dig it up but the sand that's all around it is that it it's like that sand that it looks like sand that has been there for a long time where there's like those ripple those wind ripples in it and and it just looks like, hey, this is sand that hasn't been disturbed in such a long time. And it's just like one of those little details that really sells the experience.
1: I don't remember uh, that part.
0: And uh, that's really all I got to say about The Martian. Uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, if it's, you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. It's it's great. Uh, So, Matt, you watched John Wick. Hold on. Hold on. Loose end corner.
1: Um, Last (laughs) week, (laughs) when you talked about um, the Arctic, or Arctic, Uh whichever one it is, um, you mentioned at some point that there was a Chekhov's polar bear. And you never finished that thought. I feel like it was heading towards the polar bear never actually comes back.
0: Oh, no. That polar bear comes back.
1: Does it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, fair enough oh man i saw uh speaking of polar bears i saw a clip on instagram of a young lady snowboarding with like a i don't know a selfie stick attached to her or something so like this i think it was like rihanna music or something was playing so you you can sort of hear what she's listening to, and she's yeah. snowboarding around, not realizing that behind her there's a polar bear chasing her. What and she she outruns a polar bear because she's snowboarding down a mountain. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. That's uh, crazy. and and terrifying. Yeah. So anyway, if you can find that clip, if All if, right, I, if yeah, I find I'm it, sure. I'll send it to you. But listeners,
0: check yeah, that you, out. If you find it, I'll post it in the on the website with this episode. Uh, all right, cool. And if if uh, if you're unaware, last week we talked briefly about dump cakes, and uh, on the website, if you go to like thisweekinfilm dot com and go to last week's episode, you can there's a uh like a video shortcut, to, like an embed of the uh, dump cakes video, so you can check that out. You can check that out there. It's, I thought
1: it's... you were going to say you put up the dump cakes thing on the website and it's got more responses than anything. It probably does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so John Wick 2. Let's see. What, what are we... the, there's, you know, the John Wick movies, if you haven't seen any, they're they're very simple. Um, and they take place in what has to be sort of an alternate universe of things. Um there, I, I, I'm gonna just start out with I enjoyed this movie. Um, uh-huh. it, it didn't feel quite so nonstop as the first one did, uh-huh. or you know, it, I, I, the first one wasn't action the entire time, but it didn't feel like for me that there was any downtime. This one felt like there was a little bit of downtime, but at the same time, it also felt like people had written a story or maybe like written a movie you know written the script and then said someone came along and went all right take out anything that's not action and isn't absolutely necessary to know what's going on or to understand what's happening and then boom you have this movie um because it's it's like that there's there's the universe that everything takes place in, but nothing's explained more than it needs to be. Um, in some cases it feels like it's not explained at all, but you're like, okay, I can work with that. Whatever's happening right now. I can, I don't really need the context of it to roll with it.
0: Right. Um,
1: and so John Wick in this movie, so in the first movie, his, his wife dies. She leaves him a dog. His dog gets killed and he's on revenge to kill everyone who had anything to do with that. mm-hmm. In this movie, he he's sort of a retired hitman. So in, in this movie, he's got to do, for reasons, um, a hit that he didn't really want to do. But someone basically had... He owed someone a favor, more or less. And they were like, hey, by the way, I know you're retired, but you're coming back because you owe me a favor. And yeah. And
0: he... Which I think is the weakest part of the whole story.
1: Oh, yeah. it's It's just like... like hey, folks, we want this movie to get going, so here's a starting point.
0: Yeah. Like, the first movie, his motivation for doing anything is so crystal clear, and and it makes sense, where he's, you know, he's, like, responding to everything from this place of, like, grief and anger. And then in this movie, it's, hey, do this thing for me, because uh, you owe me a favor. Yeah, it's not, it's not personal. Like, yeah, he, it's very impersonal, and it's just kind of like... Like that one girl that I guess the mission or whatever that he kills. Yeah. And and she's like in that bathtub or something. And...
1: Is, yeah, she uh, actually kills herself.
0: Yeah, but like she does it because he's like, I don't really want to kill you.
1: No, <laughs> she's like, no. He gets there and he's like, yeah, I got to do this. He he does sort of say that, but that's not why she does it. She does it because she's, she's like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die on my terms. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and then he shoots her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? Yeah, she's bleeding out in the tub and he's like, "Well." Pew. <laughs> I'm
0: like, "Why?" So I guess so technically he can say he did it.
1: I it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense, but I guess like you said it's kind of a weak way of trying to get things going. So, yeah. I guess the bullet's got to hit go in her. <laughs>
0: I don't know why that was so funny. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I think it's because I think it's because when you said the bullets got to go in her implied he could just put a bullet in her mouth after she was dead he and just walks up her and <laughs> yeah.
1: pushes it into her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is it is a less you know personal beginning and plus you know with the first one like even though Throughout the movie, and then even in this movie, they refer back to it. it it's, it's as though people are making a joke about, oh, he's doing this all because someone killed his dog. But you're totally there with him. You're like, yeah, that was not cool, you know, because they killed a dog. Um, uh-huh. And it's a little puppy and whatnot. Not that it would matter too much. Um, if it was a full-grown dog, we'd still be with him. But in this movie, yeah, it's much of a less personal, less engaging motive um and i think more or less it's the 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 actual motive is that yeah he he has to do this hit but it's like if he doesn't people will kill him yeah and by the end of the movie that becomes kind of a moot point anyway i don't i don't want to spoil stuff but it nothing has changed really at the end of the movie Um, in terms of like the position he's in, um, but in between there, you know, there's one thing that doesn't have much to do with the plot, but I'm going to throw it out there just so I can like pass this like, you know, kind of minor note. Um, and that is that this movie starts out with the best city shots I've ever seen ever. Like it's sort of three dimensional. It's it's kind of like the beginning of Law and Order where the camera's moving through the city, so you're getting to see all these lights kind of move at different speeds and and uh-huh. it, it just gives you that three-dimensional feel but these are these like crystal clear shots and they're really pretty and then you have this action scene then the plot starts and then there's a woman in this movie who's kind of you know when you've got the big bad but they always have some sort of sidekick or underling who's like like Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon I think is I think his name is Mr. Joshua is played by Gary Busey yeah, I was um, going to say,
0: is that Gary Busey? His name's Mr. Joshua?
1: I think so. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a woman in this who's kind of tracking him down. And the first, well, I guess technically it's the second big action scene, is her and a ton of gun fodder, just like red shirts, um, going through these tunnels, chasing him. And it's really crappy action. Like I, I was actually really starting to think, "Oh man, this movie's gonna suck." I, I've been, I've been sold a lie um, because there, people just walk out basically, like, "Shoot me now, shoot me." It's like playing a video game, but having it set to like pre beginner. Is um, this
0: the is this the sequence where like before it he goes around like hiding guns all around the tunnel? Yes, yes. Okay, and that yeah, part's no, kind of cool with you,
1: yeah. The the part where he's like pulling these guns out from where he's hidden them, I'm like, that's kind of a fun idea. But this action scene's boring the hell out of me. And some of it is that he's walking towards the camera, so instead of seeing all these cool shots that he's doing, you're just seeing him shooting a gun. Mm-hmm. And then, like at the edge of the screen, you might see someone's hand, like, oh, I've been shot, you know, like they're falling away. But it just does not work as an action scene. It's really long and it's really boring. Um, but all the action scenes after that are great. Um, there's, uh, Common is in this movie and he's, he's sort of like another not big, bad, but almost big, bad guy. Cause he, he mm-hmm. was the, uh, sort of bodyguard for the woman that he killed at the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And his motive makes sense. You know, you get a sense of like the, the dedication that people have to their, their, um whatever kind of quest they've agreed to, you know? And, and so he's like, yeah, that was my woman. I was supposed to protect her. I'm not going to stop till I kill you. And there are some great action scenes with them and this sort of pause in the middle that I, I won't get into the details of, but like they sort of end up having a quiet moment in the middle of this action scene and then go back into trying to kill each other. Um, I guess I'm going to spoil something here. So if you want to watch this and you don't want to be surprised, um, just jump ahead 30 seconds. Well, hang on. I'm going to get this out of the way. So jump ahead 30 seconds. When um, Common dies, he has this stupid smile that he's doing at the camera, and and it doesn't ruin the whole thing. But I was like, that's really dumb. Like, it just looks dumb. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Um, uh, I was gonna say, um, I've only seen this movie the one time, and um, I I didn't hate it. I thought it was still pretty good. Yeah. Um, like I mean, it's definitely an above average, uh, action movie, but it- it's definitely not as good as the first one. No. And we're talking about common, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, don't they have like a fight on a subway? Does that happen?
1: Yeah, that's where it ends. They, okay. The whole thing leads up to them on the subway, and then on the subway, it's mostly a like can-to-hand with knives. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah. That was cool. I remember that being pretty cool.
1: Well, and it starts out at the same time as kind of this movie goes in a direction where John Wick is, he's got everybody after him. And by the way, this whole city is nothing but hitmen. I don't know who they yeah. even can kill.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's just like a mark. Um I don't know how anybody's making any money because they're right. just killing each other. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's and, when the movie kind of falls apart a little bit more is when when the entire city is revealed to be they all they're all hitmen. And I'm, it's not even an exaggeration. Like everyone's a hitman.
1: Yeah. And there are some moments where the city's just completely empty for no reason. The whole fight with common starts out with the two of them um Going through these alleyways and and down this uh, like set of stairs, and I'm like, oh, they're you know th- they are in these back streets, so nobody's there. And then they just roll right out in the open. I'm like, wait, what? There's nobody in this city at all. Everybody went to bed. Um, huh. But then later, it's like, oh no, it's full of people. They just all happen to be hitmen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, there there are some things that are clever and fun, kind of like the original. Um, where it kind of breaks some rules and does some new things. And when they're, when they're, uh, I think it might be actually part of the sewer scene uh, uh, where Keanu Reeves is actually holding someone down with a shotgun as he's reloading it. And and that's kind of cool. He's like, stay down <laughs> and then puts a new, another shotgun shell into the shotgun and then shoots the guy with it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Hang on. My contact just popped out here. Oh, God. Technical difficulties. Um, Sorry, listeners. All right. I'm back. Listener,
0: for those of you who don't know, when that happens to Matt, he often will take the contact, which are hard contacts, which are something you don't see very often these days, and he'll put it in his mouth to clean it off. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you
1: don't have other options like when you're in the middle of a football tournament at your college or when you're recording a podcast and you don't want to put a big old break in the middle <laughs> and make Nick do a bunch of editing <laughs> um so so anyway um i would say that the uh there's a there's a song in this cuz I was watching it through Amazon um i tried watching it through a different medium first um, which shall go unnamed, but the sound track was off and everything was happening three seconds. The sound was happening like three seconds after the thing would actually happen. So for, the, fir- for the first seven and a half minutes of this movie, I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> and then I realized <laughs> that the action wasn't landing because the sound was all off. Um, interesting, but, uh, yeah, so, so, um, There's a uh, so I was watching on Amazon and if you pause anything on Amazon or or you know hit any buttons, this thing pops up at the bottom that tells you about all the actors that are on the screen at the time. Oh really? And it'll yeah, well it'll tell you their names and you can go down and click on it if you want. But it also tells you the song that's playing. And there was a song at one point called John Wick Mode, (laughs) and I was like, that's awesome. But there was something later where once all these hits get called out on him and the action gets good, there's this sort of cutting back and forth where he's got this stuff going on with common, but he's running into these other people along the way. Like there's this giant sumo wrestler looking guy and this lady with a violin and they're all assassins cause they're in the city. And <laughs> I was like, man, they should, they should, this song should be called like full wick, you know, like that's how it feels. He's going full wick now. He's just taking out everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, this, the, what, what I love about these movies so far is that like, it it just so knows what it is. It's not trying to pull off anything different. Maybe it's because it was all put together by stuntmen who wrote a movie. Um, but it just, it, it goes with it. It's like, Hey man, this is the kind of movie it's all about the action, the guy's a pretty simple dude. Keanu Reeves is a great guy for this because he's charismatic without having to do anything unnecessarily
0: complex. Not yeah. a whole lot of lines.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's very tongue in cheek. Like there's one point where Keanu Reeves is going down an escalator or a stairwell or something it, it, amidst a bunch of people, a bloody dude carrying a gun, and he's just sort of tucking it under his arm, but not really but nobody's huh. noticing. <laughs> it's just like yeah this you know it's it's very uh it's it's very comic booky in its own way without being like a superhero type thing. Um and and it's a lot of fun and it does give opportunities to do just unique things without having to make the story super unique. There are just fun little twists like the shotgun thing and like there's one scene where he only has one gun. And so as he goes through this um, building full of people, he's just picking up everybody's pistol. He's like, oh, I ran out of bullets. I'll take the gun off this guy's body. Or he'll take guns out of people's hands and be like, cool, got a new gun. And he's just doing that throughout the whole scene. And that's a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm with you 100% on it not being as good as the first one. Uh, But it was good enough that I do want to see – the third one in the theater, if I can make it. Cause I, I didn't see either of these in the theater.
0: Yeah. I'd like to see it in the theater too. And it's supposed to be great. Like everyone that I've talked to that has seen it has said that it's might be the best one.
1: Um, I heard something similar. I, I heard uh, from a friend of mine that the, the first one still is probably the best as far as story, but the third one is, is the best as far as like action. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's got better action than than either of these. It's, it's going to be a fun time.
0: What's really crazy is that, one, that this this series of movies has become so popular because no one went to see the first one in theaters. Right. Like, everyone just thought it was some terrible Keanu Reeves movie. It did and, make money, though.
1: It, it made well above its budget.
0: Uh, yeah, because the first one's budget isn't that high. Like, it's yeah. pretty a pretty inexpensive movie. And especially for, like, the, the stunt work and the, the action sequences, like, it's pretty crazy how how inexpensive it was well, to, so, to produce.
1: So much of movies' budgets at this point are the actors, too, that, like, if Keanu Reeves isn't demanding a ton and he's the only guy in it who's a big actor, I mean, the biggest actor in that movie other than him is probably Theon Greyjoy. Uh, um, Willem
0: Dafoe is in it, too.
1: Was he? Yeah, he's like his friend.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. He's probably not super expensive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves is known for having like, uh, like the reason he did John Wick is because it's directed by the guy who was the stunt coord—I believe the stunt coordinator for the Matrix movies. Uh huh. And Keanu Reeves has a real soft spot for anyone who is involved in the Matrix movies. Um, like, I th- I think uh, he gave away his paycheck for the second and third Matrix movies to the crew. What? Uh, something like that. That doesn't now,
1: surprise me, though. He's supposed to be super nice.
0: Yeah. And uh, so that's. That's cool. And then, like, he did that first John Wick movie, I want to say, as almost a favor to this guy who made him, like, a superstar. And and it didn't do super great. It made its money back. But, like, I remember I went to watch the first John Wick movie as, as I went to watch the movie Replicas, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, and I remember texting you, like, I'm going to watch this John Wick movie. And I'm, like, like making fun of it for, like, the first two minutes, sending you texts. And then all of a sudden I go, this movie is awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't uh, really
0: believe you until you made me watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so good for them for, for cranking out consistently well, yeah, pretty and the, good movies. The,
1: the second one, I heard the other day that the second one did twice as much as the first one. And now the fourth or the third one is making twice as much they expect as the as the second one. That's crazy. So the box office is
0: just getting multiplied.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's uh, that's great. So oh yeah. And
1: speaking of the Matrix, for some reason this movie has Larry Fishburne in it. And <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I don't really have any problem with Lawrence Fishburne. He, he's a, he's a cool guy. He's a good actor, as far as I can tell. He's a cool guy. But
0: like, um. But him being in this is nothing to do in this.
1: Oh my god! And it's very much like, look, Morpheus is here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: just completely unnecessary. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah. So anyway, like you kept
0: like at one point while I was watching the second one, I was like, "Is Carrie Ann Moss going to show up too?"
1: Right. I wish she would. I like her. I want her to be in more things.
0: Get the whole gang back together. She's in the Daredevil or. It's either Daredevil or Jessica Jones TV show on Netflix. So you should watch that first season of Jessica Jones. It's amazing. I haven't seen the second one yet. What's her superpower? It's unclear. (laughs) Okay. She's like super strong and can jump high.
1: Oh. But like she
0: still can get the crap beat out of her.
1: The only thing I've known about her up till this point where you just said that is that she has an alcohol problem. She does have an alcohol That's problem. That's all I've known. And I i actually yeah. I saw it on uh, some sort of list or something the other day. And I turned to Karina and I was like, hey, do you know what Jessica Jones, like what her power is? I don't think she really even knew who Jessica Jones was, but <laughs> she's she's very tired of the superhero thing,
0: and I don't blame her. Oh, really? Her. Yeah, I don't blame her at all. Uh, but uh, they're all consistently good. Are especially they? that Especially that Aquaman movie. <laughs>
1: Why is that in your... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The listeners are like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so, uh, what's your, what's your other movie? Replica. So,
0: the other movie that I watched this week is also a Keanu Reeves movie entitled Replicas from 2018. It was directed by Jeffrey Nachmanoff, uh, and it stars Keanu, Re- Keanu Reeves, Alice Eve, and Thomas Middleditch. And, uh, I I'm gonna say right off the top, this wasn't the worst movie ever. It's got bold statement. It's got an IMDB rating of five point four, which which excuse me, which is pretty low. And um it's better than five point four. I'd say it's probably a six. <laughs> like is, is it
1: better than Aquaman?
0: Uh
1: yeah. So it should have at least a six point seven.
0: And I wouldn't go that high. Well, that's because
1: I'm just saying that because they gave Aquaman 6.7, but I know you uh, wouldn't.
0: Um but like I, I would give this movie a solid six stars on IMDb. Um so basically the plot of this movie is um Keanu Reeves is a scientist whose job what? is Yeah. <laughs> and which is great cuz Keanu Reeves has to say a bunch of science stuff and you can tell he's not super comfortable saying any of these <laughs> lines and um and so like his job as a scientist is he works for this company in I want to say South America even though everyone speaks English there but he his job is to take the dead like a dead let's say a a dead soldier, and he has this device that can copy your brain, so he like makes a copy of the brain, and then they have this robot sitting nearby, and they take the the brain scan and upload it to the robot and the 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 person that's dead wakes up inside the robot, and this is where all the problems live is because the the person wakes up and f- freaks out that he's inside a robot and then like I guess beats himself to death until they pull the plug on him. Uh, and so then that's the movie is 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 Keanu or that's Keanu Reeves is like a super scientist like this. And then uh, it's the weekend and he and his family are going to go on some boat trip on Thomas Middle ditch's boat and on the way there they get they get into a bad storm and they a tree falls down in front of the car and it goes through the windshield and it impales Alice Eve and she dies like almost instantly and then Keanu Reeves in his distress loses control of the car and they go down this big hill and they crash into a lake or a river or something and uh basically all of his three his three kids they die too so everyone's dead except for Keanu Reeves. Oh, and, I don't like
1: that. Like oh, I don't want to watch a movie where Keanu Reeves' wife and kids die in a car accident. Yeah. Cuz that happened to him. Yeah, in I was going to say
0: did, well, didn't that actually happen? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's that's no,
0: uh, and then you get to see uh, Keanu Reeves' act. Um, he uh, he's got to act really upset because he's got to drag his family out of the car. Oh, uh. and and he's like, so you get to see him act <laughs> distraught and he's uh. crying. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty uncomfortable, like especially knowing his backstory. Yeah. Um, but then he pulls his phone out of his pocket and he calls Middle Thomas Middleditch and yeah. he he's able to call his phone by dialing four numbers, which was really right. distracting for me. Like he goes, <laughs> beep, 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 and then puts the phone to his ear. And I'm like, that's not how phones work. <laughs> maybe, maybe he just
1: went into his contacts and chose the guy by name and then hit send or, you know,
0: I mean, like it shows the screen is like the numbers, oh. the n- number screen so much. For and that I'm thing. like, at minimum, you're, you're hitting seven numbers to call somebody. So anyway, so Keanu Reeves decides he's going to do the whole brain swap thing with his family. And uh, Thomas Middleditch is like, dude, your family is dead. We need to call the cops. And uh, Keanu Reeves is like, no, we can't. Um, so they scan the mines and leave the bodies. And and then uh, Thomas Middleditch says, hey, so I know how to clone people. That's one of my skills. And, uh, and so they decide to do that. And Thomas Middleditch is like, but what if something goes horribly wrong and Keanu Reeves goes, it already has. And, and then they're like, yeah. And then at this point, somehow all of the bodies get recovered and they're like brought to the workplace. And Keanu Reeves is like, Hey, uh, Thomas Middleditch, you need to get rid of all these bodies. And Thomas Middleditch is like, uh, okay. And so, and so like, that's his job. Uh, and then, uh, the, and then after he gets rid of the bodies, he shows back up at Keanu Reeves' house, and he's got these cloning pods, Uh, but he only has three of them, but they needed four. So Keanu Reeves has to choose who he's going to clone. So he's got his wife and his three kids, and he puts all four names into a basically a hat, and he's going to pull out one name, and whatever name he pulls out, uh is the is the one that's not going to be cloned
1: just don't put your wife's name in the bi- in the bowl
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, the name that gets pulled out is the youngest most adorable child oh well and, and so in addition to like his daughter is not going to exist anymore he has to delete her memory from everyone's memory because like, that's a thing he can do, is he can go into your memory and delete things. Uh huh. And so he just deletes this girl from his family's memories. And uh, it's going to take 17 days for the clones to be ready. And it all works.
1: And- <laughs> uh, uh, so cloning his wife, it's not like he gets a baby version of his wife. He gets a full-grown 40-year-old woman
0: yeah while they're while they're in the cloning pods they advance in age that makes sense yeah and then uh like one of the conflicts is that keanu reeves can't figure out how to put the new like the mind scanned into their bodies without them freaking out like the robot did and and thomas middleditch is like look dude they need to come out today because if you leave them in there for two more days, your wife is going to be 80 years old and your kids are going to be 60. Well, he's
1: like, why, why would they freak out if they're not being put in robots? Wouldn't they just be like, oh, cool. It's my body. Just like it was before.
0: Yeah, that's basically what Keanu Reeves discovers is, uh-huh. uh, is um, the reason that people freaked out is because they would wake up and their brain was like this isn't my body where are my lungs where are my internal systems (laughs) why every time i move does it go yeah exactly and it takes keanu reeves over 300 robots to figure that out and and so then he's like he he's basically says if we're putting the minds inside a body, the brain will have lungs. It'll just assume that this is the body. And Thomas Middleditch is like, yeah, that sounds like it's going to work for the plot. Let's do it. <laughs> so, and so they, and so they do, they do it. And then the next morning, his wife wakes up, uh, his kids wake up. Well, most of his kids wake up cause he's missing one. Yeah. And, uh, and so he goes around the house before everyone wakes up. He goes around the house and like tries to get rid of everything. That was this girl. Like he takes her pictures off the wall. I guess she shares, a- she shares a bedroom with the sister and he's got to like take the bunk beds apart and get rid of the bunk beds. And he's got to like throw away all her clothes, all her toys and then, the, like, before she died, she, like, drew on the table with, like, crayon or something. And she she's, like, really into unicorns. Uh-huh. And she, like, draws this unicorn on the table. And there's, like, this long, drawn-out sequence of Keanu. It's, like, the last thing. And it's, like, Keanu Reeves, like, erasing this thing, like, cleaning it up. And he's just crying while he's, like, erasing this thing i mean i get that your kid dying is sad but like three out of four that's not bad yeah i think i think he's doing all right odds you know (laughs) like numbers wise and uh and so what he doesn't realize is that the daughter the the youngest daughter like went around the house writing her name on the inside of closets so his his oldest daughter like at dinner one night goes who's zoe and his dad, and, the, and Keanu Reeves is like, I'm sorry, who? What? What? What are you talking about? And she goes, someone wrote Zoe inside my closet. Why does it say Zoe inside my closet? <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's a ghost. Sorry. Yeah. Or whoever the, owned the house
0: before us. Done. Yeah. And it's at this moment that the movie really goes downhill. Oh. <laughs> It's, it's like, it's like they had like, cause up until this point, it's kind of an interesting story (laughs) yeah. where you're like, okay, yeah, I could see like, there's like all these ethical questions. There's a lot of emotional uh, investment. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch, you know, like you, you can, you're on Keanu Reeves side for most of this. And then it seems like a totally different group of people started writing the movie. <laughs> and 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 I don't want to spoil it because I want you to watch this. <laughs> okay. Uh it's only like an hour and forty five minutes, but I'd I'd like to hear what, what you have to say about it. But um it's I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's not terrible. Does it um, does it
1: become like a horror movie?
0: Uh, you think it's going to become a horror movie. There's like the first day that the wife is alive again. She, oh, also they don't know that they died. Uh, if that wasn't clear. No, I assumed. And, um, and it's like the, the first morning she like wakes up before Keanu Reeves does and he goes downstairs and he's like, what, what's going on? How, how's everyone feeling? And they're like, I'm feeling good. And the wife is like, I feel great. I think I'm going to go for a run. And Keanu Reeves is like, um, okay. Be careful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Be careful out there. And she's like, okay. And she goes out for a run. And then, like, while she's running, she, like, stops. And she, like, clutches at her chest. And you're like, oh, no. She's got some kind of problem with her heart or or something weird's happening and then she makes like this weird noise and you're like oh is she turning evil is that what's happening like did something go wrong and now her brain is shortened out but she was stung by a bee well i think i think what is happening is that she's remembering getting stabbed in the chest by the tree because oh. she kind of clutches at that area but it's not clear because the very next scene she just comes back to the house and she's like hey guys how's it going i'm done my run <laughs> but like but like when she like stops to clutch her chest she's like ah. like a zombie almost and you're like you're like oh this is taking a weird turn and then it doesn't take the turn
1: <laughs> like it, it doesn't is it possible that it's just like um like her lungs
0: aren't used to breathing while running yet. Uh you know that's a good point maybe maybe. Uh and then the kids the kids have like like the son has some sort of like developmental problems where like he keeps missing his plate like he's first of all that's like the first morning that they're awake. And the kids are starving, which is understandable because they've never eaten anything. Like right. their stomachs and their intestines are probably just empty. And they're like pancakes and French toast and cereal. But the kid is like trying to pour his cereal into his bowl and misses and <laughs> pours it into his cup. Uh, <laughs> it's like- Idiot. <laughs> And that happens like a couple of times. And each time I, I found it hilarious. Like, a, like a, a, at one point they're like eating dinner and the kid goes to take a scoop of mashed potatoes. And he, and rather than putting it on his plate, he puts them into his cup. <laughs> and you're like, you just ruined a glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't
1: know. He could just drink the potato milk, <laughs> right? <yeah. laughs> like, Well, <laughs> I haven't eaten anything before, so
0: why not? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I definitely wouldn't say that this was a bad movie. Uh, it's not a great movie. It's probably not a good movie, but it's not terrible. Uh, I'm surprised it, it's it,
1: from 2018. When you said that, I was like, wait, I
0: was expecting you to say like 1997 or something. <laughs> um at one point there's a robot that walks around and i never saw the movie iRobot, but all i could think is that this robot looks terrible compared to that i robot robot uh um, those robots look like shit yeah um all right so that's a, that's all i've got to say for what it's worth iRobot's probably worth a watch to you it's Isn't not it? it's not great
1: but it's it's entertaining enough
0: yeah, maybe I'll check that out sometime.
1: Well, you should watch Upgrade first. Okay. The, I I keep running across reviews of Upgrade and and people mentioning it in podcasts and stuff. I just keep remembering it more and more fondly, and it's uh-huh. always positive stuff. It's kind of like a sleeper hit sort of thing. Um, yeah, you should get around to that.
0: Okay. Uh huh. All right. So that brings us to our movie rankings list.
1: Got to rank this.
0: And uh, so, Matt, where would you put John Wick, Chapter 2?
1: I don't know yet. Why don't you come back to me? I'll pass for now.
0: Okay, I'll do my movies. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Next movie ranking list. And I saw The Martian, which I am going to put into the new number man, I put gravity really high. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to put this movie in t- right above gravity in the new number four spot. And I'm going to give this movie four and a half stars. It gets a little hokey towards the end, which is what prevents it from being a a full five star movie. But, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, and it's a definite recommend, and then I watched the movie Replicas, which we just talked about. And I'm going to put this movie, let's see, I'm going to put this movie above, uh, Jesus. Where do I want to put this movie? Was it better than The Christmas Chronicles? Um, no, it wasn't better than The Christmas I have Chronicles. I am not watching that movie. <laughs> and i'm going to say that this movie gets uh two stars two stars and i would recommend checking it out it, like it was it was pretty fun so yeah there you go and and uh if i didn't say it replicas is now in the number 47 slot 47 of 63 uh matt yep you watched John Wick. John Wick chapter two. 2.
1: Yeah, and I, I was struggling with this here, looking at my list, and I almost put it in between Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, but I'm wow. actually going to put it just beneath that, in between Happy Death Day to You and Bumblebee.
0: Oh, into the number 10 slot.
1: Yes. And I will um, give... It, can we do it, quarter stars, or is it just half?
0: Halves. Hmm.
1: I would give it three and a quarter, but I'm going to go ahead and give it three and a half stars.
0: Three and a half stars. All right. For fun. And I'm guessing that would be a recommend? Yeah, definitely. All right. Great. Okay. I guess that's going to do it for the show this week. Matt, anything to plug? Hmm.
1: I feel like there was
0: something, but I'm blanking right now. So, uh, nope. Okay. Okay. And uh, listeners, uh, I created a new page on our website, thisweekinfilm.com, uh, called Midwest Matt Recommends. And um, that's where I'm going to put all of the exciting things that Matt decides to plug.
1: Oh, well, you uh, know what, then? I will there. throw something out there. Since since it's not on there yet, because uh, I okay. did it recently, um, I will remind everybody to check out the podcast Red Handed. It's <laughs> awesome.
0: Okay. Yeah, so if uh, if you go to the Midwest Matt Recommends page, you'll find a, a hyperlink to uh, the various things that Matt has recommended. If you want to know anything else about the show, check out thisweekinfilm.com. You can find it there. And if you go to the website, check it out. Tell us what you think. Is there stuff there you wish was there? Is the site look like you would want it to? You know, let us know. Otherwise... Matt, if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Nick, I'll see you then. <laughs>